1: Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at Dr-History.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment.
0: With the doctor, here is Dr. History, the world famous traveler Ken Turner. Good Good
1: morning, (laughs) Zeb. You sure build me up, you know. Well, yeah, look out for the fall. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> how, seriously, how are you today? Doing great. Good. Beautiful day, a little cold, but it's it's okay. You know,
0: it was a little change to my fat little body walking out to do my morning walk this morning. Yeah. I went outside with a light sweatshirt on and pivoted very <laughs> abruptly and came in and got a jacket. Yeah, it's it's
1: getting there, but this is Idaho. What can we say?
0: Yeah, what are you gonna talk about?
1: Well, I want to start out by saying I want to thank one of our listeners who uh, uh, on my uh, webpage made a comment. He said he really enjoys the stories, but he especially likes the stories about people he's never heard about. The not-so-famous.
0: The not-so-famous they The
1: not-so-famous. And yeah. today, uh, I am going to step out on a limb again and say, I'll bet nobody's heard of this guy.
0: How come you always pick the limbs of the biggest <laughs> and haven't had a
1: saw touch I though? know. I know. This. So if somebody's heard about this guy, let me know. Okay, go ahead. His name is John L. Hatcher. Okay? Never heard of Never him. Heard, see, I knew it. I knew it. Okay, well let me describe him, okay? okay. He was a wiry little wiry little man, full of muscle and as fearless as any plains or mountain man in the old west. Mm-hmm. He had red hair, piercing blue eyes. He was a good shot, which was kind of a good thing to to be able to do in the old west. Absolutely. He was also a good poker player.
0: Uh-oh, look at So, out.
1: all right. So, good combination right there. Tough Poker player, good shot. They had to be. They did, because you were either dead or alive, right? Anyway, Hatcher... Excuse me... (laughs) Hatcher was born July 12, 1812 in Virginia, and this is where he grew up and received some education. You know, a lot of them had a little bit of education, maybe, you know, a few years. But as a young man, he left Virginia and joined a sister and her husband who had settled uh, in a town in Ohio. And I'm going to pronounce this, but You tell me if you've ever heard of this. Wapakonita. Wapakonita. They
0: have, and, and I'm going to have some people criticize me for this, but they have a Farm Bureau or a Farm uh, Information Office there. When I was in college, I used to work for a company that used to send out some of their brochures. Okay. So, I, I have heard of that. Okay. well I don't, don't know. ask me if the pronunciation is correct. <laughs> That's
1: what I was going to say. I don't know. Anyway, so here he is out there with his sister and brother-in-law in Ohio. It says, when he arrived wearing a flashy suit of clothes... A local resident asked, quote, what's that? Another one replied, quote, that must be Dandy Jack from Caroline, (laughs) which in the 1880s, I guess, was kind of a title of a, a popular song. Dandy Jack
0: from Carolina. Yeah. Okay. You've heard that song? No. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so Hatcher found a job in a store, but he didn't like that so well, and uh, and he didn't prosper either. He didn't make very much money. So, in 1835, he left Ohio, headed west to St. Louis, where he soon got a job with the Bent Brothers. Okay. He joined their wagon train and traveled across the prairie and plains to a place called Bent's Old Fort, which is located on the Arkansas River in what is now Colorado. So you have heard of that. I've heard of that, yeah. Okay. Well, Hatcher became a trapper, a hunter, and a trader for the Bent's, and he made friends with such uh, notable people as Kit Carson and some of the other notable uh, old frontiersmen. Really? So, yeah, he was in with that crowd, basically, but again... I don't think anybody's heard of him.
0: Okay, took his money, took the money, though. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But anyway, Hatcher made several trips uh, for the company down the Chihuahua Trail into Mexico to buy and sell horses and mules. Wow. Uh, That in itself was quite an event. Yeah. But he also is known to have traveled as far north as the North Platte River, and while opening trade with the Kiowa Indians, he was... uh, Kind of adopted into their tribe. And, and this happened a number of times with some of the mountain men. You know, they mm. would become good friends yep. with uh, yep. the chief and one thing or another. But anyway, he soon gained a reputation as an expert marksman, a good storyteller, and a diplomat without fear in his dealings with the Indians. And they had a name for him. They called him Freckled Hand. Freckled hand. Freckled hand. Oh, okay. now this might be a good time to take
0: a break. Yeah, before we lose everything. <laughs> yeah. Old Freckled Hand. All right. Don't forget Zach and the crew over at Minicasha Sales, thirteen twenty one East Main Street in Burley, right across from the airport. Easy to find, easy to get into, and absolutely the easiest people to work with. They want to help you, especially like with the upgrade of your windows to the western windows. Save on your heating bills this winter. Check out those windows. With Zach and the crew, and they can help get a contractor over to, their, over to your location to install those windows, too. Check it out today, along with all the lumber and the tartar farm and ranch gates and panels, everything at Minicasha Sales. 1321
1: East Main Street in Burley, and they bring you Dr. History. Okay, so now we've got uh, Mr. Hatcher. He's a friend of the Kiowa Indians, adopted into their tribe. They called him Freckled Hand. So now in 1845, Hatcher and a guy named Caleb Greenwood, which also had worked for the Bent uh, Company, uh, accompanied a Lieutenant James W. Albert's scientific expedition from uh, Bent's Fort to the Canadian River. Now, Hatcher assured the Comanches and the Kiowas that Albert and his men were not hostile. So basically, he was kind of a protector uh, of these guys.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: And it was good to have him along. So
0: he assured the Indians
1: that these guys were okay. they were good guys. Right, and to not bother them. Okay. So so everything went good. Uh, He then served as a guide for two small military expeditions. And after nearly two decades in New Mexico, Hatcher and 15 other men left Taos in early 1853, to drive a herd of cattle to Placerville, California. Now, that's a pretty good jaunt right
0: there. You said from Taos, New Mexico? Yeah. All the Uh, way to Placerville? Yeah.
1: Now, that's quite a (laughs) ways. And actually, they went by way of Fort Laramie and South Pass, so they came clear up into Wyoming.
0: Yeah. They must have almost been almost at the tip of uh, the bottom part, I should say, of uh, Idaho and the
1: top part of Utah. Yeah. So... Part of had to be on the Oregon Trail and, and the California Trail. Holy I'm cow, thinking. Yeah. So, anyway, Hatcher returned uh, east from the uh, Gila Trail from Los Angeles, reaching New Mexico by December of 1853. Wow. Now, by spring of 1854, he entered the Santa Fe trade and, in time, enjoyed a lot of success trading and freighting goods between Missouri and Santa Fe. <coughs> Having a rough time talking to you. I know you. Hatcher's
0: got you all choked (laughs) up. He's got me
1: choked up. So, okay, here we are. Summer of 1857. Hatcher, then about 45 years old, which is not young. No. Set out in early spring. Wait a minute. I
0: just had a birthday. I'm offended by that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, neither one of us are going to see 45 again. No. Anyway, so 45 sets out early spring with a caravan of 15 wagons and about as many men. Their destination was Westport, which is now part of Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. So this is where they're headed. Well, Hatcher's men had been driving their wagons uh, to abreast for protection. They were in Indian country, but as they approached a place called Wagon Mound on the plains of northeastern New Mexico. Have you ever heard of that one? I have not. Okay. No. It's probably just a, a landmark of some okay. kind. But anyway, Hatcher gave the order, and the wagons began to move in single file. All the open, uh, they were on this uh, open, rolling plains, and Hatcher knew that Indians, if there were any, were waiting, and could, they could be seen from a long ways away. Yeah. Because they were on this open prairie. Sure. Well, the wagons had hardly had time to move into single file when suddenly a large band of Indians rode over a small rise in the ground ahead and headed straight for the caravan. Oh, this sounds bad. They were Comanches. Oh, boy. But they were not attacking the Indian chiefs. Uh, there were six or seven leading the warriors. They were giving the peace sign. Really? Yeah. So here they come. Uh, so there's got to be a lot of things going through your mind if you're a hatcher. Yeah, like. run. Yeah. So, anyway, Hatcher knew the ways of the Comanches, and he suspected they were coming to murder and rob. Uh-oh. Okay, Hatcher, however, returned the sign of peace, whatever that was, I'm not sure. He had little choice, obviously. Then he quickly gave the order to his men to corral their wagons in a circle and to stand by for trouble. Uh-oh. So, as the Indian chiefs came ahead of their braves, Hatcher saw that their leader was a guy by the name of Old Wolf. Old Wolf, Chief Old Wolf, yep. and again, I don't think anybody's heard of Old Wolf.
0: Well, he was reincarnated, and
1: that's what Hillary <laughs> old is today. Wolf. <laughs> so, oh, Chief Old Wolf, Wolf. Okay, so the old Indian had been uh, responsible for a lot of raids on the southern plains, and they had made Old Wolf's name kind of a terror. He was, oh. he was. Uh, they were afraid of him especially among the Mexicans traveling the Santa Fe Trail. Oh, my. So, anyway, Hatcher cautiously welcomed Old Wolf and the other chiefs and invited them to have some refreshments. A blanket was thrown on the ground, and Hatcher seated himself beside Old Wolf, Wolf and they actually gave them some sugar. Really? So, uh, here's something that probably they... Either didn't know or didn't have it very often. Anyway, as Old Wolf and the other chiefs finished eating, Hatcher asked Old Wolf to send his young braves away over the hill. Now the braves were standing beside their horses not very far from the wagons. The uh, At this, Old Wolf and his chief stood up, and so did Hatcher, who already sensed the Old Indian's answer. Well, waiting for a reply, Hatcher grabbed Old Wolf's hair with his left hand. With his right hand, Hatcher took his knife from his scabbard and held it to the chief's throat. This does not sound good. Okay. So he said, to uh, Old Wolf says, send your braves over the hill now, or I will kill you right where you are. He demanded that. I mean, this... Can you picture this whole thing? Yeah, he wasn't a very big guy though. He wasn't he? very big, but no. he was tough. Yeah. And uh okay, so here you are, your old wolf. You've got this guy's got a hold of your hair and a knife at your throat. Yeah. And old wolf shook his head. He said, "No, I'm not going to do it." Well, uh Hatcher said, "Send them on or I'll scalp you alive as you are." And he said this in a pretty firm voice. Oh, this does sound Now again. Like... Old Wolf shook his head. Really? said, no. Did he understand? <laughs> well, uh, I think what happens next maybe have brought the point home. Oh, I see. So a second later, Hatcher began to carry out his threat. To scalp him? He started slowly. Okay. Blood trickled from a tiny incision on Old Wolf's hairline down the Indian's forehead. Now, I don't know about you, but if somebody had a hold of our hair, which is not a lot. Uh, Don't go there. (laughs) Old Wolf kind of weakened just a little. He did. He ordered in his next command to send the young Braves over the hill. So the order was given, and the astonished braves quickly mounted their horses and rode away. What about the other chiefs? Uh, well, I, we're going to talk about them I here in just a second. Never ask. Go okay. Ahead. So, uh, still holding Old Wolf's hair, Hatcher ordered his men to unload their wagons. They did, piling bundles of pelts and furs inside the circle of wagons as a barricade. Then Hatcher's men, climbing behind their barricades, passed out ammunition and prepared for the battle that they figured was still going to yeah, come. Yeah. Okay. Now, when Hatcher saw that his men were ready, he let go of Old Wolf's hair, gave the Indian a swift kick in the pants, a really? little, little humiliated, yeah. and told the chiefs to leave. So the other chiefs were still there yeah. watching this. Yeah. And they did, and they did it in a hurry. Hatcher quickly joined his men and prepared for the attack oh that they my. figured was going to come. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, here they are. They're outnumbered. Yeah. You know. Anyway, 30 minutes passed, then an hour. Uh, the expected Indian attack still had not come as the sun began to set. So Hatcher and his men remained on watch until dark. Still, no sign of Old Wolf or his band. None of them. No kidding. So, but, you know, if you're old Hatcher, you got to be thinking, okay, they're just Waiting. Yeah. Right? So, anyway, the night passed uneventfully. By dawn, there was still no sign of the Indians. So, Hatcher made the decision to move on. Again, that was kind of a brave move at this point.
0: No, getting out of there was not a brave move. It was one of necessity.
1: It was, yeah, because you can't stay there. Yeah. So anyway, he gave the order, and the men reloaded their wagons. So the caravan continued slowly toward the east and west board, where they were headed. I see. The remainder of the journey was actually peaceful. They did not see another Indian. Really? So... You got to ask yourself why Old Wolf and his band did not attack the wagon train. Because it was the first original barber shop. <laughs> I think it was maybe that little <laughs> cut on his forehead. Don't know, Ooh. but they outnumbered Hatcher and his men. It may have been that Old Wolf had lost face among his chiefs and braves, oh, oh. or that he had lost the element of surprise against Hatcher and his men.
0: Yeah, he I, might have been replaced, huh?
1: Well, you know how was it was with the Indians. You earned. Uh, chiefdom or yeah. uh, uh, whatever by your brave acts. Right. And so, you know, they may have thought, you know, you let this white man uh, almost scalp you and you'd have been better off to let him kill you.
0: Maybe. Yeah, but the other chiefs didn't do anything no, either. No, they were just standing around watching. Yeah, I mean, it was so, kind of
1: like watching an old I Love Lucy movie. <laughs> I know. You know, what's he going to do next? Yeah. So, anyway, uh, there was a Colonel Dodge who was a plainsman and soldier, and he wrote in 1877, here's what he wrote. As a rule, the Indian relies upon surprise, upon the effect of a sudden and furious dash, to demoralize his enemy and render him sure prey. So... If surprise had been Old Wolf's aim, uh, he had not succeeded. So a more likely answer may have been Hatcher's bravery. Again, his actions undoubtedly gained him sudden respect uh, from Old Wolf.
0: Now, is it true that if they would have uh, shot or killed the chief, or all of those chiefs, that they would have disbanded and gone back to select a new chief?
1: And that probably could have been what happened as well, yes. But again, the Indians... uh, had a, uh, a lot to do with bravery yeah. and with Hatcher being pretty much a brave guy to grab a their chief. guy, too. Yeah, to grab yeah. the chief's hair and hold a knife to his throat and then start to scalp him. Wow. So, anyway, uh, it was probably this sudden respect for Hatcher uh, by Old Wolf and the other Indians that saved Hatcher and his men. Really? So, Old Wolf. Had to consider Hatcher a, a pretty brave guy too to do this. Yeah. So later that summer, Hatcher returned to Santa Fe, made a trip over the trail the following year in 1858, and never once was he troubled by Indians. Did the chief have to buy a toupee? <laughs> you know, I, they probably had him back at oh. camp. <laughs> used ones <laughs> but uh, anyway hatcher later moved to california where he bought a large ranch he settled down and still later he moved to a place called lynn county oregon yeah and he died at the age of 85 wow. in 1898 and you know we've talked before about uh old age yeah, opened up a barbershop didn't he those guys if they made it past really 50 or 60 that's true yeah that's true. But uh, and the fate of Old Wolf is not known. They de- really don't know what happened to him. And again, maybe he was demoted as chief, and yeah. maybe even kicked out of the tribe. Who knows? Well, now this um,
0: uh, John uh, Hatcher Hatcher um, Frecklehand.
1: Yes, did he ever resort back to gambling? You know, it does not say. But the fact that he lived to be as old as he was, I'm thinking the only gambling he did was to be a rancher. Well, I wonder where he got all of his money. And that's a good question, too. But, uh, uh, you know, stagecoach drivers and uh, people that were leading wagon trains and stuff like that, they usually were paid pretty well. How
0: long was he on that cattle drive? I'd like to pursue that and find out the route and everything. To go Um, clear from Taos, New Mexico, very dry country, across dry country, to get... to Placerville.
1: Yeah, and uh, you would think a more direct route would have been a south. Oh, yeah, but there's no water right. and no forage. And so my thought is that maybe he knew by coming up through this area, actually yeah. right through where we're at right now, where we live, Yeah, and at one time... Uh, out here not too far west and south of us was one of the largest cattle ranches in the world you know,
0: cattle ranch or cattle drive cattle ranch well i was going to say you had a story once about a year two years ago about a cattle drive that went right through like uh the western part of our state down through bruno and everywhere else right, and,
1: and actually right through here yeah right through cashew yeah. county along the yeah. snake river yeah which I had not ever thought of before, but, yeah, there were cattle drives that went through here. Really? So so that's the story of John Hatcher and how Chief Old Wolf nearly lost his scalp.
0: No kidding. So it was kind of reverse psychology there, wasn't it? It was. Yeah.
1: But, it, you know, it reminds me of some of the other stories with old Jim Bridger. and uh, <laughs> There's some pretty interesting stories where these guys were brave.
0: Did they ever have any stories that you have in uh, all the recording of uh, different frontier stories? of the humor of the American Indian. I've read stories or heard about stories to where they had a quite a sense of humor. Uh
1: yes. Uh you know it in talking about some of the people that lived with the Indians yeah. for certain, sometimes for several years, that yeah, they had games that they played. Yep. They uh, they had advanced
0: games in some respect, and I'm trying to think of the tribe to where they almost uh, came up to what we have today with certain games like baseball and right. other things.
1: Well, and lacrosse. Yeah, lacrosse was one that was. Uh, in fact, I there's a story. On, on our webpage right now that goes back to Indian athletics. It was one I did a couple of years ago that talks about some of the sports they did that uh, if you were on the losing side, sometimes the uh, the uh, Indian women would beat you with a willow to get you excited to get back in there and win the game. They weren't
0: exactly like your Dallas Cowgirl <laughs> cheerleaders, were they? Not exactly. <laughs> no.
1: No, in fact, there was one, one game, and I can't remember what it was called, where they had like a rock underwater and they would try to get this rock to a goal uh it was all underwater they had to be underwater <laughs> yeah I, really I, i'd have to go back and look at
0: that story again it's, yeah well how did they know if the rock was put in the proper place to win <laughs> you know i guess the water was clear enough <laughs> oh. that you could see okay how Not long like, were they down there i don't know oh